So I got to ask, well, it's in the script. Are you here? <laughs> of course you are. You wouldn't miss it today, for goodness sakes. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever it is, wherever you are, we are just past the cusp of the equinox of 2023. Spring is here, but way back, way back on February 21, Vivek Ramaswamy announced that he was entering the 2024 presidential race. Vivek says he wants to help restore merit in America, revive free speech, and save our American identity. But who the heck is Vivek Ramaswamy? Well, as <laughs> soon as you see his picture, you will know. Politico called him the intellectual godfather of the anti-woke movement, end quote. Vivek is an entrepreneur, a New York Times bestselling author. Your host, Paul Leslie, read and reviewed Vivek's book, Woke, Inc. His interest in Vivek Ramaswamy's idea was peaked, as yours will be. With no expectations, Paul sent him a letter. The Vivek team responded in kind and invited him to an event in Charleston, South Carolina. That was just a few days ago, on March 18th. Vivek sat down to chat with Paul for just a few moments, and you're invited to watch. Please watch. Also, please subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel and stay in the loop with our interviews. Now let's hear what cultural icon, thought leader, godfather of the anti-woke movement has to say. Someone could say that V is for victory. I love that. They could say V is for visionary. I think V is for Vivek. Thank you for saying that, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. V is for that. virtue is something to virtue. think about. Virtue is a, it's a word we don't talk about enough. Absolutely. If the Founding Fathers saw America today, what do you think they would think? I think they would think we're going through a national adolescence. That we're figuring out who we really are. We remembered when we were born. We knew who our parents were. We knew the family we were part of, the culture we were born into. But we're going through that process of self-discovery. Figuring out who we want to be when we grow up. They would view us as still young, actually. I think they would see, you know, we're 250 years in. We might think that they would think of us as old. No, 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 no. I think they would think of us as, as, as sort of some teenagers or some preteens going through some tween years, you know, figuring out who we are. That's not old age. That's acne. Okay. I think that's what they, that's what they would say. And I think they would still have confidence that we're going to figure out who we really want to be when we grow up. And I have confidence that we're going to figure out who we want to be when we grow up. You accentuate the positive. I believe in the positive. I really do. Yeah. Something I noticed about all of the Republican candidates right now, it must be a winning message because all of them are pushing anti-woke. Mm. All of them, Nikki Haley, you know, of course, Trump, Ron mm -hmm. DeSantis saying Florida is where woke goes to die. They're all pushing it. I really want to know the answer to this question. What do you think America will look like if nothing is done to confront this woke virus? Well, it's going to be culturally divided tribalism. 
fighting over the things human beings always have fought over, their genetics, their inherited attributes, their tribal identities. But I don't think that's where we have to go. I mean, I, believe me, I was, as you, as you probably know, uh, you know, leading the way on this for a very long time. But I think that, you know, I'm glad the rest of the Republican field woke up to these issues, so to speak. But we got to get to the solution. And the upstream issue is what wokeism preys on is this black hole of identity in our heart and soul. That's the vacuum that allows the woke virus to survive and to thrive. What we need to do is we need to fill that black hole of identity with something deeper, more rich, that dilutes that woke agenda to irrelevance. And that's the vision of national identity that I'm delivering to this race. And I think that's what's missing is the Republican Party, we can do hand-wringing all we want. How are we going to solve it? we got to go upstream with an actual affirmative vision of our own that dilutes the poison to irrelevance. That's what I'm doing. Again. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, one more question. Yeah, sure. What would an American revival look like? I know you've said this a number of times. Yeah. What would it look like? So in tangible terms, I think it involves economically restoring GDP growth in our country. We were growing at 4% plus per year through the early 1970s. I think that can be the case again. But that is the cultural issues and the economic issues going together because we derive pride. We derive identity from the hard work, what we create, self-reliance, the idea of the Jeffersonian yeoman, the fact that I'm not reliant on anybody, be it communist China, be it my own government, a self-reliant nation that, res that can stand on its own two feet with itself and its allies without having to rely on enemies like China and producing things that allow us to prosper and live more successful worthy, prosperous lives without having to apologize for it. That's what I think a, a revival looks like, is success and excellence itself unifying us without having to apologize for it at the end. Do you think we should still have faith in our election system? I think we should restore faith in our election <laughs> system through actually making sure it's something we can believe in. I think actions like today, where you have a district attorney threatening to prosecute one of the main people running for election. I don't think that restores faith in the electoral system. But I think if we actually behave in a way that we believe the people of this country actually get to decide who runs the country, then I think the faith in the system will follow. Well, thank you. To thank you. you. I appreciate team. it, man. Thank you for the, My pleasure. thank you for even taking the time. And uh, I appreciated that letter you sent me. Oh, it really, it reflected an earnestness and time and we got it and I read it. And that's why I called you. So we want to see you here. So, well, thank you. I'm glad. We'll rely on you. Let's activate South Carolina. Spread the word. Spread the message. Turn, help us with this movement. We would appreciate that. Yes, sir. He's going to be one of our allies. He'll help <laughs> help the grassroots grassroots uprising we want here. Yeah. All right. Thank you, my man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, the Paul Leslie Hour is made possible by people like you. Listeners, viewers, please go to thepaulleslie.com slash support. And you'll know what to do when you're there. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who contributes. Performance of The Entertainer intro song by John Primerano. And of course, this is your announcer speaking. See you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.